Hello, hello, hello. What did you guys do for icebreaker? I don't even know. What did you do? What what'd you guys do? Flag? What? Flag tag? What is flag tag? It's a gym teacher that came up with it, right? That's why. San Jose. Anyway, everyone, you guys can step up, step up, or stand up. Step up and stand up. So welcome to Elevate. You guys are good. I'm training you well. Welcome to Elevate. That's pretty good. Welcome to Elevate. Nah, that was really weird. That was really bad. One more time. Welcome to Elevate. Good job. Welcome to Elevate, guys, where we meet every Friday at 7:30. We do have prayer at 6, so if you guys want to join us at 6, you don't want to get some, you know, with Jesus. We have leaders here that pray. We pray for you guys. We pray for our church. We pray for our community. Um, I want to encourage you guys to come out. You know, that's where you really, really get to know God. We can tell you about Jesus all you want, but if in your heart you don't know Him, that's a different story, right? So here at Metro Praise, we have a vision. Um, and it's loving God and loving people. So what are we doing? We're showing you how to love God, right? And then when we love God, we have nothing else to do but love people. Like, I love people. I used to work for customer service. I love people. You know, you come at Best Buy for returns after Christmas. The worst line in the world. But I love that, you know? Why? Because it's God. It's the God in me. Yeah, it's hard. And it's the God in me. People can give you attitude. People can curse you back and forth. People can do so many things to you, but God calls us to love people, to preach the gospel, to go into all nations. And that's what we're learning how to do. We're teaching you how to love God so that you can love people and share the word of God, right? So now how we do that is through a discipleship strategy. Now our, our discipleship strategy is to three things. We connect you, we mentor you, and we send you. A way that we connect you is through life group. How many of you guys heard of life group before? Life group. Small group, Bible study, whatever you want to call it, fellowship, whatever, life group, because we bring you life, okay? We're not just sitting there watching TV and saying we love Jesus and we're watching Transformers. We're smooth, right? But we're not doing that. We're there. We're going to teach you. We're going to, we want you to fellowship with us so we get to know you. It's kind of awkward trying to learn from someone about your life when they don't even know what your favorite color is or what your favorite food is or what your personality or what makes you laugh you know everything makes me laugh so now you guys know me everything makes me laugh like this i'm gonna laugh at myself hearing it later but we want to get to know you we want to you know pour into you we want to we want you guys to get comfortable with us we want you guys to feel comfortable with asking questions so we want to connect you to a life group our life group by the way there is no slide but if you go on our web if you go on facebook if you go on instagram if you go on twitter we're social we're elevate x it's because we're listening to this song. It's because we're Elevate X Chicago. That is our tag for everything. Instagram, Elevate X Chicago. Twitter, Elevate X Chicago. Facebook, Elevate Chicago. 
So that's where you guys want to do connect, keep up with us, we have updates on there. We are meeting May 17th for life. We're having a tie-dye party. So we're meeting up here in the church. We're going to be in the parking lot. Tie-dyeing our t-shirts. Bring a friend, bring a t-shirt. It doesn't matter what color it is, as long as your mama don't get mad at you. Right? So we do that. We connect to a life group. If you have more questions, ask myself, ask Lawrence, Layla, Tony, anyone. Everyone's going to tell you the answer. So now we mentor you. So I talked about how we get to know each other and stuff like that. And you have questions. We do 101 with each other. 101 is a discipleship book that we have. It's a process where we teach you how to live for Jesus. We teach you how to pray. We teach you how just to live for God. Um, and once you graduate that, we connect you to 201. And that's a little bit more of an advanced class, but it's not scary. I promise. I've gone through it. Layla has gone through it. Tony is in it. You know, Steven is in it. Carmen is in it. So we as leaders, we go through it. Stephanie, people on the stage are in it um, or have gone through it. So we want to teach you about Jesus so that we, you can teach others about Jesus. And then once we do that, we send you out. We want to send you out to teach other people about Jesus, to reach people. Tell the truth for 10 years, bro. I never bothered. I thought about all of the times that I didn't come home when my mother couldn't sleep Hey, who can tell me what those colors are for what high school? Only the shirts people respond right? Only the shirts people know. I want shirts. I want the shirts. But anyways, we are going to do take tithes and offering. How many of you guys know what a tithe is? No? What a tithe is is 10, well, some of you, 10% of your total income. So you make 10 bucks, say your, your mom gives you $10, right, to spend on whatever you want. 10% of that, which would be $1, is going to go towards tithe. We give tithe because we want to help our, our church. You know, we want to keep our church going, and it's a mandate that God gives us in the Bible, right? An offering is anything you give after that, after your, your 10%. If you give $1, you decide to give $2 extra, that's your offering. Amen? So here's an example. Do we have an example? Yes. Well, this last example, but I'm testing you. You already know the answer. Uh, $797. What is 10%? What is your tithe? No. What is it? We moved it. Yeah. We moved the decimal over one. Good job. $79.70. And it's correct. $79.70. That is your tithe. Now, out of almost $100, $79 is not much, right? So let's close your eyes. Or actually, let's repeat this and then close our eyes and we're going to Can we do the music a little bit, please? That will never happen, but you can't blame me for asking. I just want to go back when my family was still together. And that's a reference from my childhood when life was better. One. When not so much better, but people weren't too faced. Before we tore the road and I lived inside a suitcase. Yeah. I'm in love with the dream maker. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Lord God, I thank you, Jesus, for this time. I thank you, God, for what you've blessed these teenagers with. Lord God, what you've blessed these students with. Whether it be by meals, whether it be by transit, um, money for bus, money for whatever, Lord God, I pray God that they would give your faith unto you, Jesus, um, that they develop that discipline, Lord God, because it is more than just giving away because of the rule, but it's because of our heart, because we want to see our kingdom grow, and we want to be blessed for you, we want to be blessed to bless others, Lord, so I pray that you bless these students, God, that you bless the service, that you bless our worship leaders and our singers up here. Lord God, that you would help us fulfill and help you bring 
your presence in, Lord God, um, and just do a, a big work in Jerry tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Come forth. The bucket's right here. All right, once you guys put your money in the bucket for tithes and offerings, um, feel free to come up forward. I'm going to show you something. Come here. Yeah, look, I got something in my hand. No, I really do. Come here. Come here. Are you ready to see it? Are you ready to see it? You guys got to stand up and come here. Are you guys ready to see it? Come closer. You want to see it? You want to see it? It's Jesus. Yay. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to get ready to worship. Don't sit back down, okay? Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Woo! Hallelujah. That's what's up. Oh, Lord, we come before you, God. We are so excited to be able to get into your presence, Lord. I pray for every student tonight, Lord, that you would just, just bless them with a new revelation of who you are and your goodness and your glory, God. We come before you, Lord, and we give you all glory, all honor, all praise, everything that is due to you, God. Just be with us tonight. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come in here. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, God. Because it's all about you, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord. And I just, I just pray all of this in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen.
I dare you right now just to ask God. I want you to know that in every situation, God has been there. And he's there right now. He's with you on the boat, whatever situation, whatever storm. And I want to just challenge you to just give it to God right now. Just when he's closing your eyes, it's when we take our eyes off of ourselves and we start worshiping him and remembering him, that all the worries, all the cares, it just becomes meaningless. you're obedient to just worship him and just love him just let him fill you just let him fill you just just receive 
deserve his love sometimes, but just receive. Say, God, I receive by faith. Hallelujah, Lord. God, I just pray for every heart in here, God, every hungry heart, Lord. And I ask, Father, that you would fill it up, God. That for those who feel like their heart has become so hard, oh God, I ask that your love would melt it down, God. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. This is your house. This is your house, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. The storms of life they come and the road ahead gets steep I will lift these hands in faith I will believe if my heart is overwhelmed if my heart is overwhelmed and I cannot hear your voice if I hold on is true though I cannot see if the storms of life they come and the road ahead gets steep I will lift these hands in faith I will believe and I'll remind myself of all that your son love came down love came down and rescued me love came down and set me free and I am yours I am forever yours mountain high mountain high or valley low Sing out, remind my soul that I am yours. I am forever yours. I am yours. I am yours for all my days. Jesus, I am yours. such an awesome thing to be be God the one who loves us the most isn't it so awesome to be 
to say that I am his and he is mine. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, God, that we can claim you as our own, Lord, and that that you will claim us as your own, God. I just pray for just a revelation of who you are, God. Sing, love came down. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. That I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountain high. Mountain high or valley low. I sing out, remind my soul that I am yours, I am forever yours, I am yours, I am yours, for all my days, Jesus, I am yours, I am yours. Father God, we just come before you, Lord, and we 
give you this service, oh God. We, we give you our hearts today, God. I just pray that every heart prepares itself before you, God, that they would, if they don't know you, that they would come to a relationship with you, God, because it's not just about fanciful words or just how well we can sing, God, or how well we can harmonize, Lord, but it's about the heart, and you look at the heart, God. So I just thank you, God. I just pray you anoint this service, God. Prepare every heart, God. Let them be soft and really receive everything that you have to say to them today, God. We just pray for the word, Lord. And I just thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place, what you're doing every day, Lord. And I just pray that you would just, just have your way. Have your way, God. Have your way. We are yours for the taking, Lord. We love you so much. And I just pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can just stay in that attitude of worship and just find your way back to your seats. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. Um, so the skit team's going to come up. We have something uh, prepared for you tonight. It's, it's going to, let me just say, it's going to get real tonight, all right? So um, actually, no will you guys uh, sit over here? I'd like everybody in the first two rows, if possible. That would be awesome. Thank you. Wait, what? I didn't. What was that even about? I thought he really cared about me. I thought he actually thought I was pretty. Maybe that's just how it is. Maybe, I don't know, I'll just, just save my heart just how it is and just wait for the next person. Maybe he wasn't the right one. Maybe this is always supposed to happen. It's, it's okay. Talking to me? Um, <laughs> I don't know the ceiling. Um, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if I should. I just. I don't know. I, I guess. I okay. I'll I'll trust you. Hopefully. Wait. Where are you going? I guess this is what love is, huh? This that's how it's supposed to be. Just so no one really loved me for who I am. But it's okay. That's fine. It doesn't hurt. What what it, what does it do? Just giving your heart away. It doesn't hurt. I'm good. Next person comes along, I don't care. Hey, what's up? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Wait. Wait. I thought you... Whatever. Whatever. Nice. They all left. I guess love isn't really real, huh? Hmm. Just want to get things from you, huh? <laughs> just when I thought there was just maybe one person. <laughs> Tony? Hi, I'm doing good. I know it's been a while. Um, not much. Just to myself lately. Like talk and stuff, and just you know, okay. Um, it's my heart, but um, it's really all I have left. Uh, yeah, I know nothing's left of it. when I thought there was just one. Told you it was going to get real. <laughs> Real quick. All right. I got a lot to say. I've been prepping for like the last couple weeks. Um, I'm pretty sure that there's no other message that I'd rather preach and there's no other message that's more dear to my heart than this one. So I just want to pray again because Father God, you are so awesome, Lord, and I know you've got r real things to talk to us about tonight, God. I just pray that that every heart would be open, every ear would be unclogged, every everything that needs to be said, Lord, that tonight that you would bring restoration to hearts and that they would e that each person would learn how to live for you, God. And I thank you so much for what you're doing. Just let me be an open vessel for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So I have a PowerPoint. 
that gets really real. I'm, I'm going to put that right there for some visual. My message is on purity. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. Psalm 119.9. Straight from the word of God, he says, how can a young man or young woman stay pure? By living according to your word. So I want to I want to ask you guys, do you guys know what purity even means? Anybody? Anybody? All right, well, it's to be unblemished, to be stainless, to be spotless, to be virginal and undefiled. Jesus came and he, he was the spotless lamb. He was pure, completely pure. And it's not something that we throw around in our high schools very often. It's not something that we talk about in the world very often, purity. And when it is spoken, they treat it like it's a bad thing. Purity is not a bad thing. Virginity is not a bad word. To be a virgin by the world's standards is a bad thing. Oh, well, whatever. It's just sex. Who cares? But God created sex, and it's a good thing, done in the right setting between a husband and a wife. That is how God created it. If you go to the next slide, oh my goodness, I can't even read that. Oh, okay, I can read it here. I want to take you guys back to Genesis, so if you guys have your Bibles, Genesis 2, 18 through 23 because I want to take you guys straight back to the word of God where it all began because the best way to understand where purity comes from is straight, straight from the Lord. So he says, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Everybody say it's not good. It's not good for man to be alone. So I will make a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and the birds of the sky and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in that place. The Lord fashioned it into woman, into a woman, the rib which he had taken from the man, and brought her to the man. And the man said, Now, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Next slide, please. For this reason, everybody say, For this reason. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined with his wife. Everybody say be joined with his wife. And they shall become one flesh. One flesh. Two become one. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Everybody say not ashamed. It's not a shameful thing to be joined with a wife or your husband. That's how God intended it. That's pure. 
Have you guys ever seen Velcro? Everybody know what Velcro is? You have some? <laughs> Everybody know, you guys know that when you take two pieces of Velcro, right, there's a fuzzy side and there's like a rigid side and they come together, right? Two pieces become one, right? Now the world's way is I'm gonna put this Velcro together and I'm gonna rip it off. I'm gonna put it together, I'm gonna rip it off. I'm gonna put it together, I'm gonna rip it off. And how does, how does everybody know that little particles get left behind on the other side? In God's version, the Velcro goes together once and it doesn't come apart. Two pieces become one. That's purity. It's not meant, the way the world does it is, let's just come together, tear apart, see you later. Thanks, thanks for that. And most, most people don't go into any kind of sexual relationship, for the most part, just being like, oh, I'm just going to bounce around. Your friends will say, well, aren't we sexual beings? We just got to do what's natural. How, how much? <laughs> sorry. Does everybody know that having a sex drive is a natural thing? Right? I'm, I'm being real. I'm serious. Uh, is anybody else here happy to have a sex drive? I got the two married people in the back who are praising Jesus, right? They honor God. <laughs> Amen. That's right. Purity is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And yet, you have those friends who are, everything that comes out of your mouth ends up being a sexual joke. I'm like, man, that test was so hard. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> if you guys don't get that joke, you're on the right path. But everything, every time, it's something like that, right? It doesn't matter what you say. I have people do that to me all the time. Now I don't get it. I don't. Like sometimes I say things and somebody's like, that's so funny at my office. It's, and I'm like, what? Because to the pure, all things are pure. But to the corrupt and the, that don't believe, nothing is pure. In fact, their minds and their consciences have been corrupted. That's real talk. So why does God tell us to be pure? Like, why? Is it just because he wants to withhold sex from us because we know it's going to be good? If you go back to the Old Testament, there's a portion in the Old Testament that in, uh, when you look in Leviticus, it's all the laws. The Jews had 613 laws that they had to keep. Can you guys imagine? keeping 613 laws ev each and every day at every moment of the day. You couldn't do it. That's why Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. But one of those laws was that you couldn't eat an animal with split hooves. Everybody say bacon. Bacon. They couldn't eat bacon. I don't know about you, but I love a BLT. Y now, I'm not talking about turkey bacon, because that, no gobble, no gobble gobble there. A split-hooved animal was a pig, and they were known to be trash, they were uh, trash disposals, in essence. They were dirty, they were unclean. Do you think God just wanted to withhold bacon from them? 
Remember, say no. Say bacon's good. Now, what God knew that they didn't, because they didn't have modern society, and later Jesus talks about don't call anything unclean that I've made clean, and that's why we can eat bacon. Amen. Bacon is good. The thing is, is that there is a worm that lives inside of a pig that if the pig is not cooked to the right temperature, when you eat it, the larvae hatches in your stomach and attaches itself on your muscles and tissues and ultimately kills you. Sex can do the same thing. God knows that sex outside of his covenant will do the same thing. Next slide, please. Hebrews 13.4 says, Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God's will for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. The Message Bible says, honor marriage and guard it, the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. Say that's real. God created sex to be a pure and good thing. Amen? And I want to hit this note before... It gets really real. <laughs> Think about this. The first sexual thought, first one, existed in the mind of God, and it was pure. Right? We've, we've tainted it, right? We've changed it. We've adulterated it. We've, we've done all of that. Next slide, please. Say it's about to get real. Say it's about to get real. All right, this is why, and before you switch to the next slide, I want to tell you that um, that outside of God's covenant, just like how bacon in Old Testament days was not good for the body because God ultimately has everything for our good, amen? Okay, you can switch. 9.5 million adolescents ages 15 to 24 are diagnosed with STDs every year. Four out of 10 sexually active teens between 14 and 19 years old have an STD. The most common STDs are the human papillomavirus, chlamydia, herpes, and gonorrhea. Next slide. This is where it gets really real. Sexual risk behaviors place adolescents at risk for HIV infection and other sexually transmitted diseases and unintended pregnancy. 8,300 young people aged 13 to 24 years old in 40 states reporting to the CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control, had HIV infection in 2009. Say it's really real. Nearly half of the 19 million new STDs this year are among young people ages 15 to 24 years old. More than 400,000 teen girls ages 15 to 19 years gave birth in 2009. One in four teens contracts an STD every year say it's really real. 
Next slide. I'm not going to continue on with this because I think you guys get the point. But this kind of says that uh, like the human papillomavirus can show up in a many ways. Most people have it. By this time, if you've had more than three sexual partners, you probably have it. It doesn't really show up in men. Most women don't even show signs. It has to be found out by uh, testing. You can go to the next slide. So this just talks about just things that happen to us. We feel used, we feel cheap, we feel abandoned, we feel alone, we feel suicidal, we feel depressed, guilty, or regretful, angry, or hurt, jealous, or empty when we have sex outside of God's marriage covenant. This is not what God had in mind for us, for any of us. This is not what he had in mind. He said, I want my people to be pure. I want it to be between a man and a woman, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Not Tina and Charlene. Adam and Eve. If we did what God asked us to do, we wouldn't have this, right? I can tell you from personal experience, the worst place in the world to sit is in a clinic. But when you keep your way pure, you know what pure people know? Peace of mind. If you keep your way pure all the days of your life as God intended it, you'll never have to know that feeling. And it breaks my heart because I know what it's like to, to be in the place of making mistakes. I know what it's like to, to have this apple and to give it away and then to give it away again and to give it away again and feeling like, why am I still broken? I thought he loved me. I, or for you men, I thought she loved me. I thought we were going to spend our life together. Well, you guys are young. You shouldn't be wanting to spend your life together just yet. But I would hope that you would hope for something like that. The first sexual thought existed in the mind of God, and it was pure. Purity is a holy thing. Steve preached last week on holiness, and this is what he said. These were his five points. Prepare your minds for action. The devil is trying to take you out. Your friends, those around you, they're trying to take you out. Oh, man, you're a virgin? <laughs> you got to end that quick. What about that girl? She's pretty hot. What about that dude? He says, his second point was be self-controlled. There's in Song of Solomon, he says, don't wait, awaken love until time is right. God gave you a sex drive. It's a good thing. If you don't have a sex drive, go, get, go to the doctor quick and get that checked out because that's normal. Any grown man here will tell you that they have a sex drive. Every grown woman here will tell you that they have a sex drive, but they've learned to curb their appetite. He said, three, set your minds on Christ. When I have a lustful thought, because remember, Jesus talks about that if we just look at another person with lust in our heart, we've committed sin. We've committed adultery. 
set your minds on Christ. It's, I, you know, somebody was asking me the other day, and I was like, I just take every thought captive. I think I, bleh, I take every thought captive, and I make it obedient to Christ. Say, Lord, I don't, I don't want to think like that. Tell that, tell that guy to put a shirt back on. I kid you not. Um, back in the day, I had just gotten saved. And uh, I went to the beach. It was a beautiful spring day. I went to the beach to hang out and read my Bible and just get in the word before I rode my bike down. I kid you not, a man in a thong jumped out of the water. (laughs) Yes. And then he struts around the beach. And I'm looking down and I'm like, dear God, I don't want to look at that. I'm just trying to read my Bible, okay, man? Just go away. And I'm like turning around, like tur- trying to face the other direction. The sun's in my face, and I just ended up having to leave. But Steve also said, don't conform to your desires. You ever have those moments? Don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. Not looking, not looking. <laughs> but... But God also, in his word, and uh, one of my favorite verses is 1 Corinthians uh, ten thirteen, where he says, no temptation has overtaken you except for what is common to man, but God is faithful. He will never let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he shows you a way out that you can stand up under it. Submit your minds to Christ. And Steve's fifth point was be holy in all you do. That means be pure. Let me tell you, there's no age limit on purity just because you're a young person. You know, some of you guys are 8, 9, 10, 12, 11, 17, all ages, right? The standard for me and Jose and Tony and Adam, all of us, all of us leaders, we are held to the same standard as you guys. I got to tell you this, uh, I'm preparing for this, and uh, the funniest thing happened to me, and it was perfect timing. Uh, I was at, I was doing a massage event uh, for my aunt's business, and something, I can't remember exactly the context and how it got brought up, but uh, the lady, this lady who was there gave us this, or she, she was saying something, I was mentioning Tony, who's my boyfriend, by the way, if you guys were wondering, and uh, for those of you who don't know, that's him. And uh, so this lady's like, oh, yeah, something, something. She said something perverted. And I was like, um, yeah, me and my boyfriend don't kiss. <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, come on. She's like, yeah, we don't kiss. We've been dating a year, over a year now. We don't kiss. Oh, come on. What? So time goes on a little bit, and then I decide to let her paint my fingernails, which is why they're so cute. And um, she starts she starts drilling me on these questions. Okay, so would you guys mess around? No, we don't kiss. And she's like, Yeah, but but you guys, well, are you a virgin? And I'm like, Well. Well, oh, that's right, oh, that's right. You've been married once. If you guys didn't know that, I was married once. And, uh, oh, so you're not. What about your boyfriend? I'm like, no, he's never had sex. 
And she's like, what? How old are you? 30. How old's your boyfriend? 34. Virgin is not a bad word. But the world doesn't see it that way because they don't know anything different. All they know is the sin that's around them, and that's normal. This woman's tripping out because I don't have sex with my boyfriend, nor do I kiss him on the lips. She's like, oh, will you guys kiss on the lips? And I was like, no, we kiss on the cheek. We've been dating a year. We're keeping it holy and pure because when I gave my life to Christ, I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. I said, his testimony is that he decided to love Jesus at 15, and he wasn't going to do that. Young men, you want to know what it means to transform your mind and to submit it to Christ, and you want to learn from somebody who's actually doing it? Talk to Tony. That's an awesome testimony. Why do we, get a, why do we feel embarrassed? That shouldn't be something embarrassing. I'm not embarrassed. Because I, I carry Jesus Christ around like a banner. Look at my life. It's not a mess anymore. Purity is an awesome thing. I don't regret it one bit. You know, as I was meditating on it, I was like, Lord, what is purity? And something he had said to me was, shame does not exist where purity is present. I don't feel shame anymore. I used to wake up feeling guilty and ashamed of my actions I don't feel that anymore. I wake up free. I'm like, <laughs> well, Jesus, it's another day. Let me tell you also, uh, purity doesn't have an age limit. Uh, a couple years ago, I was went to my cousin's wedding, and my Aunt Arlene, awesome woman of God, well, she's had a couple husbands die on her, and they were awesome, awesome guys, and uh, and she's got a testimony, too, but uh, she's getting remarried at that time. She's 77 years old. And so her soon-to-be new husband, so they're getting married. They're in their 70s, almost 80s, 70s, 80s. And he's like, oh, we can stay in the same room. She says, no, we're not married. 77 years old, just because you get older or you've been divorced or you've done it wrong in the past doesn't give you the excuse or the liberty to do so later. Purity doesn't have an age limit. You've messed up, get forgiven, live free. Because God is awesome. He wants you to not have to deal with all of that. It's a slippery slope once you give yourself away. If you haven't given yourself away, I'm telling you, everything is going to come against you. People are going to have sweet words and things to say. And it's like, it's just this one little thing. It's one little thing at a time. If you would have told me at 18 I was going to lose my virginity and give that away and then progressively go downhill, it's a slippery slope. But God is greater than a slippery slope. Let me tell you something awesome about God. He gives us the gift of repentance. And he gives us 
restoration. He doesn't look at this apple and say, oh my gosh, she's just too much of a mess. I can't fix that. Nor can he take, he can't take the apple out of their stomachs and put it back to, to rebuild this one. I can't do that. But he says, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. He takes this, and he's like, you know what? That's gone. You're restored. He doesn't care about your past, what you have or haven't done. This is a really real message to preach, but let me tell you that if you hold on to your purity, you're never going to regret it. You're going to have something so awesome, you're going to be able to say, take this gift. I've been saving it for you. I've been wanting to give you this. Because when I came to Christ, I was broken. I was messed up. I was tore up from the floor up. And God restored me. I waited patiently. I did what God wanted me to do. That's the thing. What is, he goes back to the beginning. We go back all the way to, to Psalm 119.9. How does a young person stay pure? By living according to his word. Stay in the word. If you go to, I think that's the last slide. Keep going. One couple more. Yeah. How do you remain pure? Stay in the word. The word of God, says it's, it's, it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Watch your intake. What's going in you is ultimately going to come out of you. Bad company corrupts good character. You know, if you're, if you're filling your mind with garbage, if you're filling it with pornography, if you're filling it with cursing, if you're filling it with, you know, movies that have softcore porn scenes in them, you know, you need to turn the TV off and go outside for a walk. And if people are walking around half naked, go back inside and hide yourself in your room. <laughs> Beware of Barico Fest. <laughs> Romance novels for us women. And, and I just want to put this out there, but guys, you are not the only ones who are visually stimulated. We need to guard each other. You know, we can't, we can't take care of what the world wears or what the world says or what the world does, but we can guard each other anyway. And I have to say this because, men, you just can't walk around with your shirts off just can't. Don't cause your sister to stumble. You're going to the gym. Stop taking selfies. <laughs> Come on. Girls, don't, you don't want that kind of attention. Leggings are not pants. Put a skirt over it. And don't be wearing something that's so short that your booty hanging out of it. We're supposed to guard each other. Come on. We want to remain pure. We don't want to stumble. I don't want to stumble. I'm as much liable and capable of stumbling as y'all. Honor God with your body. You know, you have a problem with 
looking at things, talk to a brother. That's, that's why I put up here, you know, repent if you've fallen, if you've turned away from God, if, you've, if you have committed any kind of sexual act, be restored. It's one step to Jesus. I mean, say, God, I'm sorry. I want to live holy and pure. I want to have something awesome for my husband. I want to have something awesome for my wife. And forgiveness from God restores the standard. All forgiveness restores the standard. I was broken, and God restored me. I don't continue to live in sin or walk in sin. Forgiveness restores the standard. Just because you once were in sin, you're not in sin anymore. Jesus said to the, to the woman at his feet, he says, your sins have been forgiven. Go and sin no more. You can go and sin no more. Let God restore you. And walk in freedom. From the day that I gave my life to, back to Jesus, I said no more. I was dating somebody. I ended it that night. And I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that anymore. I couldn't even explain to him why. I was just like, I just, I'm, I don't, is this the God thing? Well, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I don't know. But the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me do anything. The Holy Spirit is living and active in each of you. Rejoice. Like it's a somber message, but it's such an awesome thing. Because God created sex to be a good thing. You have a sex drive. Just harness it until, like, do not wake in love until time is right. Because God loves you. And I want to open the altar for you guys. It's not just like, I'm not going to make you guys sign a purity card. I'm not going to give you guys purity rings to say, okay, now I'm going to live pure. If you want to wear a purity ring, by all means, get one and wear it. It's not a bad thing to do it, but it can become a religious thing where, okay, I'm going to have you guys sign this card. But if your heart's not right, the Lord knows. You have to make that decision for yourself. Knowing the truth, living in it, walking in it, loving it. Because, man, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. There's one passage that I just want to end with. And it's in 1 Corinthians. It's in 1 Corinthians 6. And it says... Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual, for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. He bought you with a price. The pure spotless lamb Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins to let you be a new creation the old is gone the new has come so I say check your hearts if you need to be restored just ask God for forgiveness he so freely gives it if you want to talk to I say men Talk to one of the brothers here if you guys want to pray. Sisters, pray with one of the other uh, sisters, leaders. Just come to Jesus. Let him restore you. Walk in purity. Amen.
Father, I just thank you so much. I thank you so much for purity, God. I thank you so much that you've ordained it to be such an awesome thing that someday we're going to get married and we're going to know what it means to honor God with our body in that way, Lord. But I pray that for each of these these students and and for us single young adults, Lord God, that we would honor you with, with our bodies, with our minds, with our hearts, God, that we would submit ourselves to you, that we would take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, Lord. Because you said even even a lustful thought is adultery. So God, I just pray for every student, Lord, I pray that they wouldn't leave here the same, God, but they would know the reality, the truth of just how you want them to enjoy sex when the time is right with their husband, with their wife. So I pray today that they would hold on to that, that they would hold on to holiness, that they would hold on to purity. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for restoration. Thank you for loving us that much that you would come and die on a cross for us to save us from ourselves, to save us from our sins, God. I just thank you so much for this time. Let us... Let us just keep our eyes on you, Lord, and I just thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. So I'd like you guys to just just pray if you want to pray. This altar is open. Um, I'm going to have a couple of some of the leaders come up, and we're here for you. So if you guys want to pray, if you want to seek the Lord, if you just want to be accountable, this time is for you. Amen.